Hello and welcome to Illy's Coffee Talks. Season 3 is going to be about all my favorite topics including slow living, inner work, entrepreneurship, creativity, spirituality, slow traveling and health. I am Ophélie Cabanero, your host. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Thank you for coming again on the podcast. Thank you for asking me again. It's a pleasure. You just got back from Costa Rica where you spent the whole winter, our winter. I did. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm still trying to decide whether it's a, a good thing to be back in London or not. But yeah, okay. thank you. Yeah. So Maria, for those who didn't listen to the first um, episode or who don't know you, you're a healer and so much more. Maybe you can say what you what you do. <laughs> yeah, I would describe, it's very difficult to like box yourself, box yourself in to what you do. But in, in short, I would say that I'm a spiritual mentor for women and a healer, supporting them to like mentoring them to really go in and reconnect with their divine feminine within and begin to activate a sovereignty, begin to clear all of those um, ancestral wounds that that have held women in suppression for a long time. Like this time in life, I feel as though the great mother energy, the divine feminine energy is really having a resurgence. And that's calling to women to to stand up and own who they are as women. We have for too long tried to be like men in order mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to, to have that equality and, and to fight for who we are. But I think that in itself, I really believe that that in itself is an illusion. We are not like men. We are women. And it's really time to proudly claim that again mm -hmm. and, and, I really do believe that that is going to shift humanity, shift the way that we treat Mother Earth and the way that we are as humans. That's an amazing work you have. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, right? But we all, yeah. have, that work. We all have that work um, as individuals, you know, yeah. that's yeah. an individual act of service. I'm just here to support those that are ready to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I can only say that... I think I've said it last time also that you're working with you is amazing and you. I can only encourage people to do so. Thank you. That's kind. I appreciate that. And now let's talk about Costa Rica. Without <laughs> 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 <Yeah, that> transition, <laughs> we'll talk more about your work um, later, I'm sure. And I, other things. Note, I was just going to say, actually, talking about my work is actually just talking about my life because... Mm. For me, the work that I do and the way that I live my life are just intertwined um, because everything that I support others in is something that I move through or I am moving yeah. through or that I've experienced. So to me, it's not like, let's talk about my work and let me talk mm. about I, what I do for people, with people. It's like, let's talk about life and how we can approach life. And, mm. you know, so it's the same thing for me, you know. I remembered actually it helped me a lot to have done the initiation 
uh, last year because you shared that in order for you to, I mean, you went through the whole thing that you shared yourself. And then when you shared it, you went through it again, right? Yeah. yeah. And it helped me a lot to have heard that because I'm, I'm going to host a couple workshops in April with a couple friends and it's about flow and, you know, creating space and stuff. And last week, as we were, you know, creating this workshop, <laughs> I had no flow, you know, it's, I had no space and I was like, okay, what should I write on <laughs> this flyer, you know, <laughs> with this kind of energy, which is exactly what I believe that like nothing can be really done properly in that kind of energy. <laughs> and that's what I want to help people with. <laughs> and I was like, Ah, I have to go through my through it myself in order for me yeah. to to guide the workshop. So yeah, yeah that was super interesting. You go through it on another level, you know, like yeah. you you understand flow to a certain level, hence why yeah. you want to do the workshop. But then you know, mm. God, the energy, you know, the energy of the universe, whatever, is saying, well, if you want to teach it, let's take you through another yeah. initiative yeah. Yeah. and really get to know it, and then yeah. you will be a much stronger teacher. You know, yeah. it's powerful. Exactly, which also maybe you had. So you will tell us everything about um, the reason why I ask you to do the podcast is to, because you wrote in one of your newsletter that you've been contemplating Costa Rica or, or going away for a while. But then as soon as you had made the decision, everything started to align. Yeah. It's like we, you know, like everybody, the world and life has felt much heavier in the last few years than it has done previously, right? And I haven't traveled out of the country, out of London, out of the UK where I live. I hadn't traveled since pre-pandemic. And I was feeling the stagnancy of life. And I think everyone over the last few years has felt in their own way this like, resistance to life this stagnancy this fear that's been coming up that has been you know so in our faces and so programmed into us conditioned into us and I was just feeling in life like every step that I was trying to take whether it was trying to you know go in a certain direction in my business or expand my business or just feeling good within myself or my relationship with my partner my relationship with money my relationship with being a mother like in every aspect of my life I was just feeling this resistance and I was like something has to change I need the energy where I am the environment I'm in which is creating the mindset that I've got and the emotions that I'm feeling is not helping me I I need to move I need to physically move and I know that to be true for me as a person I've traveled a lot in my life I I you know energetically it serves me to move into different energies um you know if anyone knows about grid work like that there's the way that the, the planets aligned and the energies are in the planet like certain areas will give us certain different types of energy and places in the world will hold healing for us and I've always trusted my intuition I've, I've you know that's something that I mentor people on and it's something that I live by And, you know, after a particularly stressful year, kind of coming, I'd had a second baby beginning of 2021, which was beautiful and blissful, but 
it comes with its challenges. He was ill a lot. We were in hospital a lot. And I'm not one for conventional medicine as like a first port of call. So there was lots going on. And, you know, um, I wasn't able to work because of that fully. And so then our income was lowered. There was more pressure on my partner to be the income um, winner and to, to protect and provide for the family. There was tension between us, you know, so there was all this friction. And I just, I I just kept, I've never been to Costa Rica, right? I'd never been to Costa Rica. I had a, I have a mentor that lives there, but that I don't really know much about it. I, I've never really craved going there, but I just kept having this message, like go to Costa Rica, go to Costa Rica. And I was like, what the, like, we can't afford to go to Costa Rica. Like how is, like, I was having that conversation with myself, right? Like (laughs) I can't afford to go. Like my, one of my children is in school. One of my children is sick and is kind of embedded in the hospital system where they're seeing him regularly to try and figure out what's going on. My partner's the one making money and I'm going to turn around and go, let's go spend thousands of pounds and go to Costa Rica. Like I was struggling with that myself, but it, and I just know from experience with me and my life, when I have these moments of inspiration and, and connection with God that, and that message of like, go and do this, it's always served me. Like I have so many stories of where, you know, one of them was going to Mount Shasta where it was just, I didn't know why I needed to go. I went, it was the most incredible experience. So I was, I started to trust this voice you know, after a few months and I started to be like, okay, well, you know what, if, if it keeps coming and it keeps coming back and I can, one of the things that, that I can do specifically is I can almost feel the energy of the future, right? Like I'm, I'm an Oracle in that way. Like I, I, I feel, I could feel the energy of how it would be in Costa Rica. And it was kind of pulling it, the future me was calling back to this present me and going, Look at how it can feel, feel how it can feel. So that's how I really trust what's going on for me. It's like I'm communicating with a, another aspect of myself in a, and which can feel completely like, what the hell is she talking about, right? And, and the only way I can put it is like, you know, when you just have a knowing about something and you just know that, and when you've had an experience of something, right? Say you've been to Paris before and you know the feeling of Paris. So when you're home and you're like, I want to go back to Paris, you can connect to that feeling that you had when you were in Paris and it will draw you back there again. I can do that multidimensionally where I may not have been there, but my future aspect of self can. I work in those realms. And so I was like, I can feel the energy of this place. We need to go. So I was telling Rich and he was like, you're a mad woman. We can't afford <laughs> arguments you know real like real arguments where he was like I can't work from there this isn't going to happen we don't have the money to do that right now you're not working like how are we going to do this it's ridiculous and so I was in this push-pull situation where my present life was like you can't do that and my future self was going come you have to do that in order to get out of the resistance you're feeling you need to do this um, so cut a long, long story short, eventually, like the resi- my partner was feeling the resistance of life and we were arguing and he was like, something has to change. And I was like, yes, I know something has to change. Trust me. Like, please trust me. Let's do something like 
I sat him down and I really appealed to the way that he works. Like and being a man, a lot of men, masculine energy works in this very practical, like let's write down the pros and the cons. Let's write down, okay, we either move house in the UK. We either take an extended trip somewhere. We either plan to move abroad forever right now, or we take a two week holiday and we went through all of the options, right? And it supported me to do that too, right? that more practical rather than just like, I believe this will happen. Like what's the practical essence. And we came to the conclusion that, you know, a two, three month trip abroad is going to reset our energy and it's going to give us a different perspective of life. And it's going to help us see where we're at now in a completely like new way and support us to move out of what the resistance we're in. And his main concern was I'm not going to be able to work out there. He works in television production here in London, which is a very like insular world, which a lot of he does a lot of big events where, yes, he travels the world to do those big events. But it mainly happens here in London. And I just said to him, I was like, look, you've got to just trust that you will get something. Something will happen. Like, I just believe it. I know. And he was like, he it's very difficult for him to trust my trust. Yeah. Um, But I do believe as women of the world, we have to first start trusting ourselves in order to lead the rest. Like Mm -hmm. that is who we are as women. We've forgotten that and we've been suppressed out of that and we've been conditioned out of that. But as women, we are the the main creators of, of existence, of life, right? We are the ones that manifest through our wombs. We are the ones that create. So it took a lot for him to to trust me and like all power to him for trusting me because as soon as he went, okay, yeah, let's do it then. Let's do it. Let's lay it down on the line. Let's do it. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I to really put my money where my mouth is. And I was like, okay, oh shit. Okay. Um, well, yeah. if it goes wrong, please don't hate me. Like, you know, because someone's then putting the trust in you. Yeah. Honestly, no word of a lie when we walked away from that pros and cons table from writing everything down where he said, okay, let's book a flight. And I started looking at flights. He got a phone call about work where he could work remotely part-time for a guy that he's worked with before that he loves working with. And and he came downstairs and he was like, you won't believe this. And I said, you see, when you trust, life rearranges itself to support you. You know, like life is always here to support us. Mm. As humans, we have this belief that we just have this very negative perception of life to begin with. It's, mm. And it comes from that idea that we have that part of our brain that is always in, in fight or flight in order to keep us safe and protected because we're always on the lookout for death, right? When we were primal beings. But life supports us you know when we make that decision when we trust ourselves when we believe that life supports us and we take that leap of faith life will come and and share with you kind of the next level the next step and so yeah that's that's how it started really (laughs) that's all I needed okay thank you (laughs) and now go forth and 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 manifest your life how you desire (laughs) but 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 technically that you know we manifest every moment like we just spoke off off recording that the word manifestation makes us feel a bit Mm -hmm. like icky because it's Mm -hmm. become this 
like buzzword, this mm-hmm. fashionable word, this trendy word that has mm-hmm. no grounded essence most of the mm-hmm. time when when people in the spiritual community talk about it, right? It's like, write down your desires, do your vision board, change your beliefs, all of those things, which yes, mm-hmm. they are true. Mm-hmm. But we're missing that really grounded, embodied essence and energy of we have to trust, we have to believe, and we have to shift our our trauma around that right Mm -hmm. because when we look at the world what's presented to us is all the doom and gloom like the news is like look at how everything can go wrong and especially in the last few years be afraid of everything that can go wrong so we're wired Mm -hmm. we're hardwired to to be on the back foot and be like looking out for danger rather than looking for what for what what inspires us to to expand into something more powerful and more beautiful for us, you know? Yep, I know. <laughs> and so it's it's just about really shifting shifting that way of of receiving life. I would say. Did you still have fear even after you made the decision? So after he got the call, so you said, "Oh my God!" But after that, did you also still have fears coming up? Yeah, of course, because I'm human and actually um, the unknown for humans is is always something we try and avoid because once again, we've been conditioned and I particularly throughout my younger life suffered with anxiety, suffered with, and it came from, you know, ancestrally, it came from my mother, it came from particularly my father line, just this anxiety around life. You know, my father grew mm. up in Franco, Spain in the 40s, you know, where it's like mm. civil war and famine and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of anxiety ran through my body. And so I was very programmed to fear the unknown and always want to try and control it. And so a lot of my personal work has been in releasing that and letting that go and transmuting that and bringing trust in. And so, of course, there's a primal part of me that was like, okay, but that fear, and this is something I also teach, and I did a big mm-hmm. workshop on it, like when we feel fear, instead of running and hiding from it, which is what we've been taught, when we can step into that fear and see that fear as a lesson and see that fear as growth and see that fear as having something to teach us about ourselves and how we can change and grow and expand, like that's life-changing. So I felt into the fear and I was like, well, what am I fearful of here? Mm-hmm. I'm fearful of... Um, us getting there and it and it being not what I have felt in mm-hmm. my body that it is mm-hmm. and it just being a bit of a waste of a time maybe mm-hmm. a really expensive holiday mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. a really expensive holiday I was like okay well it's better than being in London right now where I'm feeling like mm-hmm. all the resistance yeah. and we're just arguing and it's grim yeah. you know so when you dive into that fear it has a nugget of of expansion and what it also taught me is that when we have courage, things open up for us. And so it was a great, like, often we want the easy way. Life has been sold to us as like, here's the easy option. Oh, you don't want to cook your food from scratch? Here's a microwave meal. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't want to, everything is just, simple internet like press a button and receive all your groceries press a button Mm -hmm. and buy all the things you want to buy connect through the internet it's like no when things take effort and energy 
actually we get more back from that. Like when we put love into cooking through every ingredient and we get so much nourishment from that meal, Mm -hmm. when we actually want to move forwards in life and want to do it where it takes a little bit of effort, where it needs courage, where it means we have to face fears, we get so much back from it. Like that is just a rule of law. Whatever you put in, you get out. And so if, if if it would have been easier for us to do a two-week package holiday somewhere in Spain, you know, but what we would have got out of it would have been the same energy, would have been just like a two-week break that would have just replenished us for that two weeks and we would have come back and probably still felt the resistance and the and the pain and the stress. So the courage and the amount of energy that it took us to put into going away like that and really laying everything on the line it gave us so much more on the return so yeah I, and cut a long story short there I did feel the fear of course I'm human and you just have to keep trusting trust isn't like a one-time thing trust is a continuous every moment faith and trust faith and trust mm-hmm. thank you and it really helps me personally right now as well <laughs> yeah it's funny Although- how that is right like yeah it's so funny you always seek the things they always come to you when you need them the most Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I already feel better (laughs) yeah I feel calmer yeah so how was it there tell us because it's also a destination I would like to I've been thinking about it for a while and funny enough it doesn't it's not coming this year and it's okay yeah but tell us a little bit how what was your favorite thing or how the people are or the vibe? There's so much to say about it, right? For for it being such a small country, there's so much to say about it. But, you know, I'm going to give you like a really personalized view of it. Of course. I don't, I believe that everything happens for a reason in that like your energy unconsciously and consciously is calling the experiences that you have right so one person's experience of Costa Rica is is going to be completely different to another just like one person's experience of life is going to be completely different to another and at the time of of going and of hearing the call of going I was actually putting together a really incredible project with some really incredible like thought leaders and um mm-hmm. and kind of women in in the healing and mentorship field around bringing back the great mother energy like connecting us back to um that energy and healing it and looking at it through the lens of motherhood and and looking at it through the hen- lens of being a woman of patriarchal society and looking at it through the lens of colonialism and how we've been conditioned to live as women and how it's detrimental not only to the individual but the collective and mother earth herself and so what you were saying about um you doing your workshop and that new and another initiation so i was hot is a lot of energy to hold that project, a lot of energy, a lot of, mm. of capacity. I needed a lot of capacity to hold that. And so every time I reached out to someone to to join and be part of it, they were like, oh, my God, yes, oh, my God, yes. And it was all these people that I looked up to that I revered. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is happening. And then suddenly, like, this fear came into me. Mm. And, I was, and, it, and I just got this, like, it's not the time yet. It's not mm-hmm. ready. You don't have the capacity to mm-hmm. hold what mm-hmm. it needs to be. You could go ahead and do it, 
but it won't it won't land in the way that it needs to land and like for me business and work is not just about going out and making a dollar and you know making money for me running my business is to be of service like first and foremost and so to to do something a disservice and to put something out that is just half the energy that it should be it just wasn't it's just not what it's not out of integrity for me so I've emailed everyone I was like we're not going to do it just yet I'm going to pause there's some I just the great mother was speaking to me and saying you have work to do in order in this field within yourself in order to hold this and I've done a lot of work of course in that anyway to be able to hold it so when I got to Costa Rica, I realized that the land there, the energy for me, particularly in the way that I felt it, was this big, nurturing, Mother Earth, great mother, divine feminine energy. Like she is like the biggest hug you could receive in every way, right? She, the energy of Costa Rica felt warm, inviting, and and that's shown through the people as well. Like the people... The, the Costa Rican people are the warmest, most open-hearted, you know, and obviously there's a spectrum of people, but as in, in general, the warmest, kindest, ex- most accepting people that I have experienced when traveling. You know, usually when you go traveling, you, you're kind of treated like a tourist most of the time. Like even though people can be kind to you, you there's a disconnect. You're a tourist and they're a local it never felt like that in Costa Rica for me. And and the people that I met whilst we were there, the the kind of um, the foreign people like me traveling or living there all had the same experience. They were like, it's just the most welcoming country. It's like home. For me, it felt like home, even though I'd never been there. And I even the f- within the first couple of weeks of being there, I felt so grounded. I felt so settled so that the energy of Costa Rica is like the great mother energy to me. And then that's mirrored in just the beauty of the nature. It's untouched, like so much of it is untouched, like the jungle, the rainforest, the mountains, even the beaches, like it's clean. It's like when I've landed back in London, my eldest son was like, mommy, there's no green here. It all looks like it's dying. And I was Mm. like, yaha, we live in this concrete jungle Mm. where we've literally concreted over mother nature. Mm over abundance over you know beauty and health and vitality we've we've we're killing her Mm. and so Costa Rica was just like this um doorway into seeing what mother nature was like in most Mm. other parts of the world and the the contradiction of this life and that life was just showing me how we're slowly killing our planet and how we're slowly we've slowly been negating the mother the great mother energy and so you know as an overview that's how I experienced um Costa she's alive you know Costa Rica is alive I can't say that for London you know yeah. London's one of the biggest cities in the world so most people are like what are you talking about it's of course it's alive it's vibrant there's loads going on but in its soul it's not mm. alive and its mm. soul is dying and, and Costa Rica was alive. Mm. And it's really what me and my family needed. We needed to feel that vibrancy through our bodies and that abundance and that remembrance of life. It's and- exactly also why I want to go to, why I like to go to tropical countries because here 
in winter, I mean, today is sunny and when the sun is shining, it is very different already. But the whole month of January where I live in Basel was gray. And I was like, this cannot be. This cannot be all that is to life. <laughs> this gray everywhere, gray. And yeah, you you miss the green and the blue of the ocean or the sky. Yeah. 100%. And the sun obviously is mm. so healing and so mm. vibrant and, and gives us so much life. But, you know, saying that, like, of course, people are going to live in countries where it's gray for most of like winter right and I was talking to uh, a friend about this yesterday where she was like oh my god you made the best decision because also I knew in my body that this winter here in London was going to be a dark dark winter I just knew it and I just I, I said to Rich I was like if we stay here over winter we might not be together by the end because I don't know how I can function like I just don't think we're gonna end up you know in a happy place after what I could feel I could again I was touching into the future Mm. me and I was like this is going to be dark and lo and behold it was one of the darkest winters in this country strikes energy prices Mm. going through the Mm. roof the cost of living like most of the world going through the roof where to me when I look at that it doesn't that's not it shouldn't be like that. We live in one of the richest countries in the richest cities in the world. Mm-hmm. And it should not be like that. There's something going on. It's not right. And, you know, my friend said, you know, it's, it was like, it was like Game of Thrones, like winter came hard, like this winter, you made such a good decision to leave. But mm-hmm. then I was like, also saying to her, like, okay, winter, people don't always have the choice to be able to leave a dark, dark winter. You know, and actually winter seasons in our life are a blessing. We need those winter seasons. Mm-hmm. And and so this isn't like me going, oh, you have to all live in somewhere tropical and hot and life is always abundant and great. No, we need our winter seasons. But the problem is the way that we, the cycles mm. of life aren't honoured and the way that we live life isn't honoured. And mm. so in winter, if we could just nestle down mm-hmm. and keep warm and you know live properly as our ancestors did with winter we would we would be able to weather it much more easily but no we still have to go to the grind we still have to go to work we still have to leave the house we still have to and it's just we're working against our cycles Mm. which is something that when I say we need to reignite mother earth and reignite the great mother energy it's about living with our cycles again Mm. you know And so if we did that, life in Basel in winter might be a little bit more bearable because mentally and emotionally you are lining up and aligning with the physical aspects of what your life is like. Mm. I definitely did that. I slept, I sleep longer in the winter. I can feel now it's starting to be spring and I need less sleep and it's it's really nice uh, to, to feel the transition. It's because I, I used to travel also in the winter and escape it. And and the last few years, because I thought I had to stay for the business, for it to work, I had to stay here. Okay, I, I let go of that uh, belief and, and now I can leave again. It's great. But um, I still felt it was nice to have this transi- transition, you know, go, staying inside more and... And now seeing the light again, it's it's really nice. 
and I, I I'm getting older probably that's why I say that. <laughs> naturally as a human we like those seasons of life we yeah. like I like I do like winter I don't like winter when it's it's forced upon us to still live as if we're in spring and summer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have the energy levels of spring and summer. Like mm-hmm. it's just impossible. And so, yeah, getting back into the rhythm, I, I if I love a snow day, right. And I love, I love wrapping up warm as much, not as much as I love summer, and sun, <laughs> but I, I miss it. You know, when I was younger, I lived in tropical countries for, you know, long extended periods of time. And I miss putting on a jumper, you know? Yeah. So I feel you on that. Yeah. See, I think the the most amazing thing that we have in the, in the West is to be able to decide where, what the changes, you know, stay here, go away. It's, it's just amazing. Go skiing, stay in the city, go to a tropical country. The change I think is the best. And I think what's interesting is in the last few years, we haven't had that freedom. Yeah. It's really been a problem. And that was one of the main things that got me in this stagnant cycle was I couldn't leave London. Yeah. I was forced here. Yeah. And so when you force something in, and, and it's out of alignment, like it just creates resistance. And it yeah. and not only creates resistance in one area of your life, it creates resistance in every area of your life. And so we needed that injection of freedom, of sovereignty. Like that's another energy that that I work with a lot and, and that Costa Rica I could really feel was this energy of sovereignty. Like you can't contain the energy of Costa Rica. Like the jungle is wild. Yeah, you can't, it's not safe at all times, but that's what keeps it vibrant and alive. Mm-hmm. And that vibrancy and alive aliveness keeps you present and when you're present your awareness your understanding your intuition is just ignited and and I think a lot of the time when we live in cities or in countries or just in just in a life where everything is on repetitive mode you wake up you brush your teeth you have your shower you go to work you come home there's no presence because your brain slips into you know just uh what's that um, I can't think of like it just sips into this rhythm. Automatic. It's just automatic. You're not thinking. You're 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 not present. You're not there. Your body's making all the moves without you having to tell your body what to do. It just mm-hmm. it's just happening. You do that in the jungle. You could die. You get bitten by a snake or a spider, or you fall down into a river, or you know. So you have mm-hmm. to be aware. Cannot be on your phone in the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the selfie stick. Exactly. You need to be conscious, aware. Where am I going? What am I doing? What your senses need to be on online. Like that's another thing. Like we can bring the jungle to our life here. Like what the jungle is teaching us or what Costa Rica or other countries teach us is just an energy. It's a flavor that you can program into yourself and bring back you know and that's where we're at now is like grounding back into life in London after the last three months is like immediately the energy is like oh it's heavy I can feel it it's heavy there's no sun but naturally the energy is is heavy my son's getting ill again. He didn't have one illness when we yeah, were away. That's crazy. Yeah. He didn't have any lung conditions, you know. And that was another that was one of the big fears as well, as well as money, mm-hmm. as well as what we're doing. It's like my son's health. Like mm-hmm. 
taking him away from Mm -hmm. some of the best hospitals in the world when he's got a breathing condition at not even two years old like what the fuck am I doing is this bad parenting Mm -hmm. like and he was the healthiest he's ever been and he comes back and immediately he gets ill again and his wheeze is back and he's struggling to breathe and and I'm like there's something going on here like Mm. I don't want this for him I don't want this for me but instead of being like oh god we're going to slip back into that resistance we're going to slip back into that way of thinking of like everything's miserable mm-hmm. and everything's so like hard it's like no let's bring back what we learned mm. the energy that we embodied in Costa Rica let's bring it back mm-hmm. and it's serving us so far but we want to go back you know <laughs> have to work so hard against something when I know that we can just receive it um and just expand into it mm-hmm. there do you want to talk a little bit about those future projects or not you're not ready yet? No, I mean it's it's in so far it all it is at the moment is that we know that what what our trip gave us was what exactly what we thought it would give us is that like perspective. We we didn't have that perspective before we left. And the perspective was more so for my partner, right? Like I knew that I didn't want to live in London anymore. I knew that I wanted to live abroad. I knew Mm -hmm. that my expansion needed somewhere like that was so natural and vibrant with, with the earth. He was like, I can't live like that. Like my business can't work like that. Like we can't just up our children and leave and now he's like oh yeah we can do that Mm. like I can see what's possible and I know Mm -hmm. sometimes he needs to see and experience it Mm -hmm. in the flesh whereas I just trust and and experience it on a different level and Mm -hmm. bring it it back for us to then experience Mm -hmm. but yeah like all we know is that we don't want this life and that we've experienced that life and we're gonna try and see how we can move our life now and it's gonna take a bit of time and a lot of courage, a lot of courage, leaving friends and family. Mm-hmm. But that's a journey. And and I'm just super happy that we're on that journey together now. We're on mm-hmm. the same page. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll come visit. <laughs> you know, we're going to have so many visitors. Everyone Yeah, says, of course. Yeah. You're not going to be bored there. No, definitely. Sometimes, sometimes you see people more abroad than uh, than in your own country. So true. So so true. Yeah, so. people make an effort. There is this couple. I will send it to you after the podcast. Who bought a? Um, they live in an eco village. It's under construction. They they're YouTubers and they make videos all over the world. Actually, is it Alegria Eco Village? Yeah. Yeah, I think I know who they are. Yeah, there's a are they a American couple or a British couple? She is American and he is British, I think. I know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> they live in like an airstream. But they're yeah. living in Brighton yeah. now and have a baby. I know who exactly who they are. Yeah, yeah, made me think of that. Yeah, but I watch them. I watch all their videos and also their struggles. They share also their. We went to look at that eco village and like yeah. there's so much of that popping up in places like Costa Rica because people yeah. are wanting to live off the land. They're wanting yeah. to grow their own food. They're wanting to be more self-sustainable. Um, they want to live within community, which is really important. You mm-hmm. know, being locked in our houses for so long in the pandemic, we we lost that connection. And now the future is community. 
in in small like mm-hmm. not in big cities in small compounds and you know that's something that I want as well is like so we started looking we looked at that that um there's lots of different types of those kinds of eco villages mm-hmm. and we did look at that particular one that you're talking about so yeah it's definitely some a uh, I think it's the way forward. I think a lot more people are going to be leaving cities and wanting to live like that. It feels like a big prophecy for humanity. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, let's yeah. see for sure. Do you have any more questions I think... about Costa Rica? About... <laughs> I think because I know that you were like, oh, I want to talk to you about that level of trust. And like, because that's the, the main part of it is yeah. that you know is the energy behind the actions it's not about costa rica itself it's like mm. much deeper than that yeah maybe uh because when you said that fear came or i don't remember if it's exactly fear but when you said about the this program you were gonna build with other people yeah before leaving and then you realized no it's it's not ready yet and how do you differentiate the fear from no it's not ready yet I went through a big process of that um because and that was something that I had to learn along the way um because I've had as we all have many moments of self-sabotage and as much as I've had success in my business and I've you know led courses and done lots of one-to-one work I know that I've kept myself small still I know that there's been so many things that I could have achieved that I've self-sabotaged myself in and so when I put the pause on that project even my partner was like oh my god what are you doing like this is huge like all these people have said yes it's I can feel it it's going to be so big it's going to be so good and I was like yeah I know he was like but you've done this so many times like what are you doing and so I had to really be like oh shit am I just self-sabotaging here because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid I'm afraid that I can't do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And half of the answer was yes. And half of the answer was no, you need to move because you need to move through that and see that for what it is. So instead of just being like, okay, it's not happening. I'm going to run because I could feel the feelings in my body. I could feel the anxiety coming up of like, and I could hear the voice of like, who are you to do this? You can't hold this. All of these people are so much better than you. Like you're never going to make this work. Um, So part of what I needed to go on my journey to Costa Rica for, like my own personal journey, was healing a lot of self-worth wounds, a lot of self-worth wounds that that triggered the self-sabotage. And so I went through even deeper. So as much as I loved being in Costa Rica, Mm -hmm. there was a big chunk of it that was me grieving and healing and moving through a lot of difficult emotions I'm not afraid of that. Like I actually relish that because in, in those deep dark moments, I can feel the expansion. I know why I'm doing it, you know, and that's why I mentor people through it. Cause most people run, run like the wind from those kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's in those things that the expansion comes. So I knew that I was going to become a different person coming out the other side of it, but it took me into a, a, a even deeper healing of the mother wound even deeper healing of my worth issues, um, which, you know, a lot of inner, even more inner child healing, Mm. more ancestral healing, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, how much healing can you do? But (laughs) it's layers, right? And I don't agree with just healing the same 
same thing over and over unless there's a layer to it, unless there's a deeper expansion that can come from it. And I just knew that that's what needed to happen because I didn't have the worth yet to hold that container. I was given that I was given that inspiration and that idea and that creation by the great mother. But then it was also part of my initiation to kind of see what it could be, feel the greatness of it, activate my self-worth issues and go, holy shit, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then be given the choice to, to change that. And I chose to actually work through it and actually expand on that and heal that and come back to now. Okay, now I feel ready to hold it. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, I'm not, it's not fear. It's not self-sabotage. It was growth. And now I'm going to step into it again. Mm-hmm. So it's a process. Yeah. It's always a process. One yeah. of the biggest lessons I think we need to learn as humans is patience and to actually go through the process. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, life is not just like laid out on a plate for us, even though, and I think that's some of the detriment of this new age spiritual world where, you know, everything is like, you can manifest at the drop of a hat. Your desires are yours if you want them. And it's like, yeah, on a really surface level. Yeah, that's true. But you got to do the work to get it. Yeah. You've got to work through the shit that's stopping you. Cause it's not, it's not just a choice that you're not making. The choice is half of it. A choice is a third of it. Two thirds of it is the the inner work to get there and, yeah. and the deconditioning and, and the decolonization of the mind and all of those things. Yeah, it, it's patience and process. That's exactly what I what I noticed right now for those trips I booked because I'm going to do something I've never done before that could be dangerous, let's say. And, and I'm really... And, and first of all... At first, I didn't think of the danger at all. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so amazing. You know, you see something on Instagram and you're like, yes, your whole body is like, oh, my God. And then, no, but I cannot. I cannot have that. It's too good. This year? What? Can I actually? What? The world is is opening and I can actually go. And then fear comes and worth stuff and all these things. And then you work on that. Okay. And then the next layer comes of fear or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's what it means, the 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 manifesting thing. And it's not it's not just the limiting belief. It's it's really so deep in us, this whatever it is, this ancestral things you work with body. your clients on. It's in the body and we are we are physical beings we're material beings on a physical plane we are dense energy on a physical plane like for us to fully like open and receive on a greater level each and every time to expand into our capacity we have to make room within ourselves to expand into that capacity right so like you can't keep filling a cup and 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 the cup just keep growing and growing and growing you have to change the size of the cup it's just going to overflow and we're going to leak energy and it's just not going to happen so what you need to do is you need to expand the vessel and to expand the vessel you need to then go through and like discard all of the shit that's taking up space that's taking up all that like energy moving through you is wasted on fear is wasted on not believing you're good enough is wasting on, you know, not feeling lovable, not feeling worthy. Like when you clear that up, then you've made space to to program in the expansion, mm. program in that I can do this. I'm going mm. to do this. I am doing this. 
Yeah, that was a really nice image of creating space inside to to let other things come in. I, I never saw it this way. I talk a lot about creating space uh, and on all sorts of levels, but not this one. Thank you for that. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> so you shared what you're working on right now, or do you want to share more about it? Yeah, so um, I think if anyone's interested in the, the, the kinds of things that I talk about or um, the work that I do, the best thing to do is sign up to my newsletter and my mailing list because that's where everything is kind of announced. I don't want to talk too much about the project because it's not fully um, ready to launch yet. Um, but I can just tell you the essence of it is is hearing from medicine women and and um, really wise women on this topic of bringing back the mother energy. And it's not about literally being a mother, even though some of the things we talk about are, you know, ancestral birth and how to be a mother in this world because it's not set up for us. But it's also about how to bring back that feminine energy, that divine feminine mm -hmm. energy. And that's a lot just what my work is about. Um, and I work one-to-one -one in really um, powerful transformational containers with women in order to excavate and make space to bring that energy home again and, and, and bring your intuition online and bring that trust online and bring that worth online and clear through the stagnancy. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're feeling stagnancy or resistance in your life or that you feel as though that there needs that there's a need to move forwards but you can't quite get there like come and work with me one-to-one -one because that that's like the best thing that I that I do you know is working one-to-one -one with people in that way but yeah reach out and um you can find me on Instagram at the underscore sovereign mother and you can sign up to my newsletter there for all information on like upcoming courses or just drop me a dm work with me one-to-one -one. there's also going to be um a woo i've mentioned to you off off recording i'm putting together a course around connecting to our wombs and hearing the wisdom of our wombs mm -hmm. and, and healing the womb space which is a big part of what needs to be done as the collective so yeah that's that's where i'm at moving forward to it yeah and yeah, thank you for sharing all these amazing things early this Tuesday morning. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>